Oh shit. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm hoping this is picking me up okay, because this is a pretty uh, pretty fun show we're about to do. Uh, welcome to Intergalactic Interviews. This is episode 73, I'm going to say. 73? Do you know, Svedra? I think it's 73. 73. <laughs> episode 73, super professional. All right. Uh, what can I say? Let's get off. Let's do this right away, quick. I'm just going to wing this one this week. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Floathouse, they're our sponsors for this show. They are fantastic. You want to go to floathouse.ca. Uh, if you've never experienced a sensory deprivation chamber, uh, a pod, and gone ahead and uh, just experienced nothing for a while, it's really cool. It's a really nice way to have a, like a, a moment uh, of, of relaxation. Uh, the words I'm looking for is meditation. It's for everyone out there. If it's, it's for all walks of life. It's for the, the lady out there who has no time to herself and wants to just kind of get away from it all. It's kind of like a spa experience, except it's for your mind. It's totally relaxing. It's very chill. Uh, it's super clean. All the staff here is really knowledgeable. You want to go to floathouse.ca. And uh, I keep promising you guys promo codes. But guess what? Next week, I promise you we'll have promo codes because I'm going to send this to Mike Zaremba. And he's going to say, <laughs> and he's going to say, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, without... You're so, it's so relaxing. That's I, right. I fell asleep. See how tranquil that the was? The lights are just getting to me. <laughs> That's right. And see, I got to tell you, it's it's the beautiful purple light in here and everything. So anyway, that being said, let's get into this. Let's not keep this man waiting any longer. I'm here with my uh, special co-host here, Michael Saavedra. And uh, brand new today, we have uh, our good friend, Seamart, rocking uh, video cameras. So we're going to finally have close-ups like uh, like I really that's, need it. Yeah, that's really but, uh, <laughs> exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, but... Uh, you know, uh, you know who's a good-looking fella, and he's in the room right now, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Behind me? Yeah. <laughs> Please give it up. Uh, let's let's give it up right now for this man, Theo of Gob. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for risking your life coming down here at like such a breakneck speed. We appreciate it. No problem. Uh, so how the hell have you been? What the fuck's been going on? You just were producing tonight. Yeah, I was actually mixing. Um, I was mixing a band that I recorded. Uh, they're called Redfin. They're kind of like a uh, sort of like a I don't know, rock and roll '90s kind of Alice in Chains kind of oh, Pearl, yeah? Pearl Jam kind of band, <laughs> I guess. Oh yeah. Um, they asked me to do one song for them because they wanted something like well produced and to sound good, and so I went to see them play, and I said, you know. I'm gonna, I'll charge you this much to do it, but yeah. I, and then they wanted me to do it. So, I mean, I've I've worked with rappers too and stuff. That's like, right. Yeah, I'm, I've tried whatever. Like you know, I've kind of just instead of just always just doing punk rock, you know, just working on my own stuff or whatever, or working on gob stuff or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, just uh, it's kind of fun to like sort of get to push to a different area sometimes where you're not comfortable and just try new things and stuff. What's the wildest genre you've ever had to produce? What's the longest? Sorry? Like wildest, like just something I don't know. I don't. Um, I produced, like, I've produced weird viral video scores before, and like I've had to do weird atmosphere stuff like that. I, I, don't know. Um, like I probably actually was probably a sound, um, the score for uh, my cousin's movie a long time ago. Like, uh, it was called Sirens. It was like a fifteen-minute, like short film kind of thing. And uh, it's sort of like it was to do. It's sort of like I, one of my cousins, I guess our family's Greek, so he used some of this Greek mythology <laughs> story and mixed it with this modern times kind of thing. Um, How do you say your last name? <laughs> it's Kutsanakis. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so my cousin made this movie about um, this sort of like pervert guy going around with cameras and like hidden cameras and like going to like malls and just wherever like you know bathrooms and he's like mm -hmm. just this kind of like weirdo guy that masturbates and watches footages just whatever he can find filthy just, fuck I don't, yeah. yeah and uh so i guess he does it to all these different girls and then these three girls at some point uh come across him and they lure him into this like cat they caught him yeah gotcha, and, uh, bitch. And it, it was, this was quite a while ago like i think this was about 12 or 15 years ago right? and uh <laughs> 
anyway, so yeah, and they they become they're these creatures. They become he did all the effects and what? they rip, ripped my brother apart to shreds and blood and everything. Jesus, kind of it's pretty cool. It's and you did cool. the score for that. And then so my cousin said, I need you to do a like musically a, a score for this thing. Yeah. So, and I was just like, where do I begin? Like, what do you want? And he's like, you want. So I actually got a Greek bazooki, which is like a, a weird instrument. Is it the harp looking thing I see in many <laughs> iconic photos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like a four string instrument, but it's got it's actually eight strings. Two of them are close together, almost like a twelve string yeah. guitar, but it's an eight string. Um, it has it's like almost like a giant uh, mandolin ish kind of thing. Oh, okay. It's kind of weird to play. Like a long neck. Yeah, really long really neck. Really long yeah. neck. So just like just learning how to play, like just listening to some Greek. Like my my parents had some Greek music on the side, so I could kind of learn some Greek scales. And oh, yeah. so I just wrote <laughs> this music, and then I did sort of like sort of futuristic kind of mix that in with uh, some weird sounds. And I, it, but it was just weird because just you know working with the timing totally, and the yeah. emotion of the the shot, and like yeah. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Right? Yeah. Like, what? I'm like. You know, I'm like I watch other movies. I was like kind of watching other movies. I'm like, where you don't you kind of take it for granted, like when you see the acting and then the sound. Yeah, Because both of them complement each other yeah, in man. the movie, right? When you know what you're doing, right? So it's like, so that was kind of like that was the probably the wildest or craziest thing <laughs> that I ever ever did. I guess that's music cool. wise. Yeah. They have uh, uh, the first time you work with like a. a a film or a sh- or a, a TV show or anything like that where you have like full picture lock. Yeah. And you have it's when it's when everyone's finally done and they're just waiting on sound and they're like, okay, go ahead. This is in post. It's up to you. That I always love that because it's like, well, here we go. Because like their editing might be pushing it towards a certain creepy vibe, but then you can just pull it so differently with yeah. music. I love that, man. Yeah, I've uh, I've scored a few video games uh, oh, yeah, over cool. the over the past few years, but that. Uh, scoring, moving into features—that's uh, that's the ambition. I think yeah. that's where I want to go and do that kind of stuff. Speaking of uh, speaking of ambitions and shit, what else do you do outside of music? What the fuck is uh, what's going on with you? Um, Growing a nice mustache. I, go, <laughs> I can grow a mustache. <laughs> I can't grow a beard though. This well, beard. You can grow. Look at you guys. You well, except for I guess him. Oh, poor Seymour. <laughs> but no beard. No you beard guys got you guys got the beards like the full on. The man, I just had to trim this one down. Going on. Yeah, I had to trim this one down. It was getting pretty uh, barbarianish. You can't, can't let it get out of control. If, if I, what will happen? It'll be like around here. If totally the Greek fisherman mustache comes out <laughs> first thing, and then sort of kind of comes out here and there, but like it doesn't connect. Like it's no, just, like yeah. where is it? Right in the lips. It doesn't it, connect. It st- stops here, kind of a little bit here, and there, and then a little bit kind of here, and it's just super patchy. It's not, <laughs> which is weird because the other my bro- I have three, uh, two other brothers and. One is this, like, he doesn't, like, if he goes out for Halloween, he just has to rent just the head of a gorilla costume and then take all his clothes off, oh. and then he can be a full-on gorilla. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's that hairy. The, the middle brother is not as hairy, and then there's me, where I have, like, you know, 10 hairs on my yeah. chest, and just... What? That's I just, crazy. Well, I get uh, my, I mean, it's because of the, my dad was from the northern part of Greece, and I think maybe that's why. Do you that's think... The, that's, that's my... Uh, are they traditionally less hairy? I don't know. It's the, I can only think that. Maybe closer to Africa, maybe they're more hairier. What the fuck? Why would that be? <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone essentially evolved or came from Africa. Is so, that true? No, I, I've been hearing stuff recently that uh, they're discovering... Or aliens. Aliens. <laughs> I'd go with aliens. <laughs> Is it possible? Yeah. What's that guy's name? Perhaps. He's also Greek. He's also Greek. That's Stephen... Stephen oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking Peter, about? Yeah, the guy with the crazy hair. Yeah. Ancient aliens guy. What's yeah. his fucking name? His name is uh, Peter something. Sokolis or yeah, Sokolis or something. Panagopoulos. Yeah, that's it. He's always like, "Is it possible that aliens could have done this?" And I think yes. <laughs> of course you <he> do. <laughs> but perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Sign fence house. Aliens, yeah, like, like always, it's just like random things. It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, it's like mountain <laughs> facing east. This object turned the same direction. Aliens. <laughs> Fuck this fucking awesome. Have you has God ever placed on what, what's the? Uh, what, in but your I opinion? do believe that there's intelligent life form. Do you? I, I do actually believe like that. We're not the only. Um, intelligent life in this universe. I think in our galaxy, I think there's 
there's so many, like, we're just, I think it's, I mean, it's pretty, I mean, cliche, I'm sure a lot of people say it's like, you know, there's so many planets and stars, but it's true, though. When you kind of, like, look into it, it's, it's got to be. It's how the fuck can there not be, you know. Well, it's like, so. It's, there's so many billions of stars, right? Like, we're yeah. a star. You know? Well, they always, they always talk about the Goldilocks effect of Earth. The fact that we're like yeah, a certain distance away from yeah, it to have mm-hmm. water in that. The fact that like well, they've already found apparently like thousands of like those type of planets or like super Earth planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, but, I mean, it's hard, I guess, because they're so far away. But I mean, but that like like Jupiter absorbs like ninety eight percent of the uh, asteroid meteorite yeah. uh, potential threats because its gravity sucks yeah. everything in. Have you ever seen Earth? Like Earth looks like if you put up towards like a beach ball if you had the beach ball yeah. with the sun and you take like maybe like your pinky fingernail and that would be the size of the earth, earth right yeah so it's like we're fucking so tiny and the our sun which looks gigantic that isn't even that big of a sun there's other suns that like that are you know super suns as, yeah exactly totally. i mean it's just there's just so much in space is just there's so much space, space. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's so much you know area and there's i mean fuck it's so just massive have you ever done isolation tanks because this is perfect (laughs) yeah i was just gonna say um, you should be complimenting sorry contemplating all of this (laughs) just sitting in the tank just thinking about you like it's massive it's nothingness you could probably just think though if we are where we are at this time period and um and there was another race of human or whatever planet and they've sent out probes or satellites or Mm -hmm. things that like a long time ago because maybe because the galaxy i mean or the universe they believe i think is about 13 or 14 billion years old something like that yeah Yeah. so just think of an us even if we're advanced to the point where like another hundred thousand or a million years in the future Mm -hmm. and of us just our technology now and then imagine us a million times in the future so we would we would have no idea like, you know, we probably would, would, you know, I don't even know. Like, you know, we're using our minds to, like, move things. We're, we're, yeah, like we're, telekinesis. We're, co- we're completely, you know, part mechanical. Yeah, totally. You know, like part robot, part whatever. <laughs> Who knows what we are, right? But maybe these, you know, like maybe these things or whatever back then, like, came to visit us. Like, we're, we're like, you know, like to them, we're like ants or chimpanzees or whatever, right? You know, like, they totally, you know, like, definitely. Cause you can see there's chimpanzees that have ha- like do sign language or like, you know, they can kind of talk and yeah. they know stuff. Definitely. So that's kind of like what we would be to them because they're so far, we couldn't comprehend. That's it. right. So they're probably like, light. they're like, whatever. Yeah. Here, that's the, Retardo planet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, this was our starter planet, yeah. and uh, we've since moved on. But can you imagine they still use carbon-based life forms to move around? What? Like, like they're <laughs> they've evolved to pure light or something like that. And yeah, who knows? I mean, that's how they're able. Who, to who knows? Maybe we were all like these crazy whatever type of whatever bipedal hairy creatures, and then these dudes came down and. Actually, they, they fucked used, a gorilla yeah, or something. They take, well, no, no, <laughs> no. Just like how we can manipulate DNA yeah. and cross without you splice know, DNA. Yeah, I mean they're so far advanced, and then they go, oh, we kind of made an experiment, and here's kind of like a human, and then from there there's offspring, and then it just became, you know, hundreds of thousands of years later, it became us. Who knows? I mean, I know I'm reaching out there, and people that are are religious or that would be like, no, 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 it doesn't say that. And then, Hold on, that, that couldn't have happened in 10,000 years. <laughs> what? You know, like that shit, yeah. yeah Speaking of offspring, ooh, what a segue. <laughs> Thanks for that. Man, that was bump, set, spike. Perfect, yeah, thank was, you. Yeah. Speaking of offspring, uh, Gob. Yes. The band you play with occasionally. <laughs> uh, uh, Gob is going to be opening for Offspring coming up in March, and I believe, and you're going to correct me, 23rd at Saskatoon in the Saskatoon Center. That's right. 24th at the Shaw Center in Edmonton and the 25th at the Eagle, the Great Eagle Eagle Casino. Yeah. yeah, It has an eagle in it. Yeah. We confirmed that. Yeah. have you ever played Vosmer before? You guys did work for uh, yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, we actually times, we so. played uh, the Peony Forum in Vancouver. We played with the Austrian before. Oh, sweet. Back in the day, like a long time ago. When yeah. was the last time you saw Dexter Holland? Um, actually, Tom, uh, a couple, like about a year or two ago, Tom um, filled in because one of the guitarists 
in the band was was having they were having a kid or whatever, and uh, so he filled in for like a week or two. Like Tom, the really? Other, well, he he's playing with some forty one. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. I feel so like I guess they, they just he needed a guitarist, so they Tom wasn't doing anything. So he's like, yeah, I can do it. Well, that's right. I feel like Tom, his closet must be like just like he has like uh, I don't know different outfits for different. He's like, oh, they need me. Like he just goes out, <laughs> plays for some. Oh yeah, he's just like one of those guys that you know sits down and his mind uh, works differently than some others, and uh, he'll learn like thirty songs. You know, in a week or whatever, and just like Casually. Per- perfectly, yeah. you know. And so he's like, he's you know, and go out there and just perform them all and nail them, nail them. And so he's like a really good studio musician as well, too, and stuff. Like yeah. that. Well, you're a great player too. You're you're often listed as the rhythm player, but you play a lot of lead. I do. I play some lead. Yeah. So I would like to know. I played lead on actually a new uh, um, this band called uh, Not in Public. I actually, did I mix it quick for them because they just the guy just didn't have time he was just all freaked out mm-hmm. so he was a friend of mine and uh i just i mixed it and then they asked me to do a solo uh they, they said can you do like an 80s solo on uh the song called house on fire and i'm like sure <laughs> why not I, I, I mean i haven't done my I, so i just did a little practicing of my 80s chops and listened to some uh warren d martini from rad and george lynch at Dawkin and Rats. little little eddie van halen and then i'm like okay i'm ready i'm so ready I, uh, <laughs> so i laid down this probably one of the best solos of my life that's awesome that's just like a total blackout moment total will ferrell situation and you're like yeah it was cool is I, it over and, <laughs> and tom was actually there he was like he was like we're having drinks because we were going to be going on tour and uh we we're just at, at that studio there, my friends there, and um, he's just like, "Fuck here, just you, you, cu- you got it, man. Sounds good." So Tom just re- like recorded again and produced it, I guess. Oh, so I'm just sitting there with my gold top and wailing away, and it was cool. It actually it, it turned out really well, actually, for everyone. That's sweet. Yeah. Who's so uh, if you want to hear a rad solo? That my rad I do. Solo, <laughs> yeah. It's on that song, "House uh, House on Fire" from uh, "Not in Public." It just came out. I guess, not so. in public. House on fire. Yeah, I think the "in public" is one word though. Not in public. Oh, so it's in public. Like not in public. Not in public. I guess the way they, whatever. Looks good on the. <laughs> I t-shirt. have no idea what. <laughs> makes it more modern, like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, who did you or like? Kid, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Who did you like who played guitar growing up? Like, what was, like, who were you yeah, like, oh, uh, I well, like this, you know, oh, I want to do that shit? What was that for? Actually, it was Eddie Van Halen was actually one of my favorite guitar, like, and the, the Andy Sumner's from The Police, like, I listened to The Police. Mm-hmm. And wow, that's cool. That, that's, that's, yeah, and that was I like, I did not expect you to say that. So that's, yeah. that's pretty and cool. And it's yeah. weird because I, I met Eddie Van Halen a long time ago in 1998. I was bringing our, our analog tape for the album How Far Shall It Takes You were bringing it into yeah. LA to get mastered mm-hmm. um, uh, and I was walking by with uh, Tom and my brother and through this like kind of courtyard about 20 feet out you know I kind of saw this guy and he was like smoking outside and just we, we just walked by this window and yeah. I was like there's dude there's Eddie Van Halen right? <laughs> and they're like Abandoned oh my god, ship. it's a Van, it's Van Halen <laughs> I think that was for parking <laughs> Um, Whoops. <laughs> um, Sorry, so, you were saying, yeah. Uh, so, oh yeah, my God, so there's he, Van Halen. So yeah. I'm like, there's Eddie Van Halen. And they're like, no. Well, they went kind of like, no, that's not him. There's I'm like, no, it's him. They're like, come on, let's go. It's not him. It's like, no, it's him. <laughs> so I went out, like went around this door, came to the doorway with it, and it was fucking Eddie Van what? Halen. And they couldn't believe it. So my brother had a video camera. He filmed it. So I'm like totally like, so I'm the song. He don't need no love. Like a total like, Fuck, why did I do that? Well, like I Fuck. That's hilarious. Do you remember what he was wearing? This is late late nineties Van Halen. Um yeah, this was like yeah, late nineties and he was on his way to Alaska. He was like, Yeah, I got a bag of these. <laughs> he's like ching 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 and like tubes, like they're guitar tubes. Yeah, oh. yeah, ching ching. It's like I don't know if you're supposed to do that to them. Yeah. He's just <laughs> banging them around. No, no, shaking them in the bag. Yeah, you're yeah like, I mean whatever. Anyone, you know. <laughs> they're they're in the box. But I, I didn't know I'm mean, like I, I was always like, you know, tubes are supposed to be because they're yeah they're careful. Sensitive. Actually it's more they're more sensitive when they're hot. So that's cold, true. So yeah. it's okay to move around. Um I don't yeah. think you're supposed to bang them around. Yeah, I don't think that's no, a bag they're, in, they're inside of a bag or whatever and he was kinda like banging them. I was like and that was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. We talked to him for about fifteen minutes, and then his uh, 
tour manager came over. He's like, "What is this? An in store? Let, you know, let, let's break this up." But I was like, "All right, that's fucking cool." Yeah, so it was, it was really cool, and um, that was cool. And Slash would be the other guitar player that I I liked the style of his guitar playing. Have you ever met Slash? As a matter of fact, I have. Oh, you have. <laughs> Alarm goes off right now. Um, <laughs> nah, 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 that's Slash. It's Slash. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we were actually doing the album uh, uh, Foot and Mouth Disease. That's right. We were yeah. in L.A. with Mark Trombino. He did, like, uh, Dude Ranch for mm-hmm. Blink-182, Jimmy Eat World and stuff. And, Big time. And so we wanted to work with him, like, what he was doing, like, for pr- pr- uh, production and stuff. And uh, so we got him to work on it. So we were in this... Uh, in this LA based area where the it, it for us it's 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 kind of weird because it's just normal for I guess for anyone else that's jamming there mm. but there's just like this Asia is like down like <laughs> you know Toto or whatever or whatever <laughs> what the what yeah, the band Toto sorry. Oh, yeah. oh actually yeah Toto. the band Toto there's like Daft Leopards there the there's like a, <laughs> that band um, that was really big that Butterfly, they had that song Butterfly, oh, uh, that rap band. Sh- Crazy Town. Crazy, Crazy Town, Town. Yeah, yeah, Crazy Town was like over there. Sugar, um, baby. <laughs> um, and then right beside us, we kept hearing the, you know, the guitars like, you know, like, like I could hear, I'm like. That was good, actually. Like, me and Tom were like, uh, it totally sounds like Slash kind of like playing like, you think it's, uh, but Guns, you know, Guns N' Roses is no longer just, but, you know, and behold, like one day actually I went to go get coffee in the coffee room. And there was fucking slash leather jacket, Converse yeah. jeans, and his hair down. And like, what? I'm like, whoa, dude! It's like, and I'm like, slash. And Tom was outside, and he was. I could see him in, out the door, and he was like stuffing his burrito oh, in yeah. his mouth. And I'm like, dude, dude, dude! Hey, yeah. and, and he comes running in, and then he's got the. He's like, like the burrito, so it was kind of funny. And, like, hey, and that like, guy, dude, I, like? I run in. I run in. I go, dude, just give me one second. I'll be right back. So I run into the room, come right back, and I. Bring out my 1969 um, Les Paul Black Beauty that I had. Oh, sweet! And he's just—he's like, oh, like his eyes is like, uh, yeah. Like, put it on, and he just started like fucking jamming on my That's guitar. That's fucking cool. And then he asked me, "Are you willing to part with this guitar? Huh. If well, what? If I get my guitar guy to look at this, because it goes, it feels good. It sounds like you know, if it, it might be a really good one. And I'm like, I know it's a good one. It's mine. You're like, do you know why we're here today? <laughs> and I'm like, he was like, and I'm like, you know, as much as it would be a cool story to tell, I still like slash about my guitar, but I still have that guitar. I've had it for over 20 years. So. How did you break the news? Were you like, well, I have Sorry, to... Mr. Slash. No, no, I didn't. I just yeah. said, no, Sorry, I said, I can't. He understood. I'm of course. Like, I was like, yeah. he was... Can you imagine he insisted? He was like, yeah. no, but seriously. Like, I'm you know, having it, it's this. It's like he just takes it and just <laughs> yeah, puts just, it away. It's like, it's mine now. Yeah, he, what are you going to yeah. do about it? No one would ever believe you. You're like, what? <laughs> Slash stole my fucking guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first he was going to buy it from me, but yeah, then the yeah. story got way more weird. He just stole it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well, fucking cool. That's yeah, it was cool. pretty cool. Yeah, he played it, and it, it was pretty cool. And then we went into uh, back to our room, and we were like, "Fuck!" And we told the other guys, and they're like, "Oh, so, so we just started all of a sudden just broke out in uh, either my Michelle or Sweet Child of Mine. Mm. I can't remember. We were like, and he came into the room and fucking gave us the nod because he thought yeah. it sounded rad. The cosign on the cover. Yeah, he <laughs> came in our like our jam room yeah. and he's like smiled because we were playing the song like. We just did it as like a... Double time? Yeah, we didn't know that he would... Like, we knew he was there, and he might hear it. Yeah. So we came in the room and talked about it, and then also we just started jamming just as for fun. That is still pretty fucking cool, though. I'm, I can actually picture his... Yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> but we actually asked him also to do a solo on... <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, we said, hey, we sh- do you, would you like to do a solo? It's like, get in touch with my management, which means no. Yeah. Know. No, but we asked him for um, Lemonade. There was like a, the song, first song on that uh, uh, <clears throat> foot and mouth disease. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guitar solo Tom does, and there's Steve. He would do one or a trade off or do something with Tom, but he was, you know, he, who the fuck's God? I mean, well. He doesn't know who God is. No, I mean, well, you're very humble that way. Well, but, you know, I mean, like, like, I can understand. It's just what. It would have been cool, I guess, to have him. Yeah. I mean, that's know. crazy humble for you to say that, but like, yeah. realistically. I mean, him it's just slash. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck, like, like we were just talk, like you just talked about Eddie, and uh, slash. I mean, like these are some like Rushmore, like definitely faces, iconic yeah, vibe. Exactly. People, you know? Like, I'm, and 
I don't know. But like the thing is, like I say you're humble because like Gob's fucking been around for quite a bit, has had sick success. Has had you guys have done really well for yourselves. Thank you. I mean, just been hanging in there, man. Twenty one years just, just trying to play and do what we like doing and love what we do. So good uh good word of mouth test. Everyone I talked to about today. Never had to explain once who God was. How often? Oh, how awesome is that? That's pretty. Good. That's pretty amazing. Not once. I do get the occasional person that comes up and talks to me and says, "You know, you look like that guy. <laughs> you look like that guy." The cool thing. Well, the reason I think you guys have such cool longevity is like everyone has like a gob story. Everyone I talk to you has like some story. They're like, "Oh yeah, I fucking ran into that guy." I don't know. Do you have a gob story? Do you have uh, some? Quite a few. <laughs> I remember watching you guys He's like, play. And they're all sexual. Assault <laughs> sexual, yeah. <laughs> Very weird. I don't know if we should get into them. Now, I remember watching you guys play in a basement out in, in Edmonton like years and years Fuck and man, years, how years long ago. ago that oh, wow. Been. Yeah. Yeah. Was so long. Like, I was a. Quite Whose basement was it? Jody's? It was a guy named Jody? Like, I can't Roger? even remember where. We're promoting like arena shows. I was shows. like 14, like 13, <laughs> somewhere in there. And oh, I cool, just remember man. watching. Like, that was one of the first, like. That was the first time I've ever seen you guys, but yeah, one of the first basement shows I think I ever went to as well. <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of remember that. That would have been in like '95 or '96. Somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, that's that was like twenty, thirty pounds ago. Jesus, that was two equinoxes ago. <laughs> what? Uh, I have. Uh, my, my only story is not actually... Everyone has a story about like interacting with you guys directly. My story is, I remember catching the bus, getting... I was like pff, probably 10 or 11, getting really into music. Yeah. And uh, uh, my, like all... Every member of my family is in the music industry. So they're all touring at some point or whatever like that. And uh, my my bus ride in the morning consisted of this this girl would always get on after me and she would always like show me music. And this girl was like, Hey, I'm skipping school tomorrow. I'm going to Gob. I'm going to drive to Winnipeg. Like I'm from Ontario, like small town, Ontario. And, uh, she's like, yeah, I'm going to Winnipeg. I'm going to see Gob. And I was like, just getting into Gob. And so I was like, Oh fuck. Uh, get me some merch or something like that. And she goes, and apparently all the merch was sold out at the end, but she got, the sticker, the old gob stickers with the toilet. Oh yeah, yeah. And she she came back on the bus the next day and was like, oh, "I got Theo, I got Theo to sign it." And so for like the longest time, I had this like this gob uh, sticker that you signed. And, oh. Fuck man, I have no idea where it is now. Choked, <laughs> choked about it. But that thing's totally worth so much. So much now, yeah. <laughs> had it framed. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I was like, I lost track of it until I framed it right here. You're like, what the fuck? Until I yeah. flushed the toilet sticker down the dun, toilet. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, but like, seems like everyone has a story about interacting with you guys. Is is that always been a thing to like make sure that fans yeah. go home happy? Yeah, like, I mean, what is that? I mean, usually the shows will try and do. I mean, we're trying to entertain, and we include like something daily in the that's happened sometimes, not always, but something that happened at the city or something stupid or funny that happened. Um, in your case in Edmonton, I think the, after we played that show, um, like we were doing this seven inch record um, called Dildozer. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, I was like, we gotta make it. We can't just like draw it. And it's like, it's too, we gotta make, you have to we have it. to construct Dildozer. <laughs> and dildozer was basically a giant bulldozer with a dildo attachment, mm-hmm. and it was just supposed to be coming through the city as a, you know like this giant monster thing and <laughs> people riding it. But it's it, a it ended up having to be drawn because yeah. my magic it couldn't. Uh, but I did actually try and um, get parts for this, and the first part was actually buying a dildo, and that was the most embarrassing and weirdest thing because it was like half off. And the bag, it was the bag the guy gave me was it only fit half of it in there, and I had a, it was a special. It was like honestly, it was like 15 inches long because I wanted the longest and biggest one because I wanted to, you know, if you can cut it and make it short. Yeah. For the, for the, you know, the model we were supposed you to know, build. You know, for a maximum dildo effect. Exactly. So, and, and it had a suction cup and balls on it. It was, it was totally Why awesome. would it be the first that's thing so you good. buy? Like, why would it be the last thing Well, because a bulldozer seems, that, that's easier. Like, the hardest thing is to buy the You look at the toy aisle, you're like, yeah, this bulldozer work. 
It's like a dildo ready. <laughs> I don't know how to get the dildo. Yeah, yeah. And now, uh, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. used it to like direct traffic. Like you know, it was so big and like it stuck on the wall. And it just never got used for the album thing. It just ended up being drawn. And then one point, I remember um, wrapping rope around it and driving out of Edmonton, and and we're driving fast through some national park or something, and. And I threw it out the window, and then it, it get ran over by the the van and the trailer. What? And I pull it back in like with thirty or forty foot of rope, oh, and it would be like all these rocks and like <laughs> things embedded into it. Like <laughs> it was bad. It basically, like, yeah. <laughs> I should have wore a condom. Yeah, I basically should have wore a condom. Unprotected. Just, just minging. Oh, it was oh. just a mangulated pizza dick. A dildo. Fantastic. <laughs> so, um, like rocks. So, you know, of course, and then at one point there was a guy riding a bike <clears throat> or someone riding a bike and then I heard this, Dale, no. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be able to get this out the window into the guy's front spokes. I know I can do it. <laughs> and that, this yelling came from telling me not to do it, which was yeah. our drummer at the time. <laughs> trying to grab me. And I threw it in and it actually, the you know, Got caught in the spokes. The the dude. Oh my flipped, god! Wiped like did a, an endo flip on it, and the rope was like, like what they're going. And this other guy, <laughs> for some reason, that was doing merch for us, better better stop this. And then he grabbed onto the rope, and it was like, like totally burnt his hands. Rope burn on and his I'm hand. like laughing because it was the funniest thing. And then holy fuck! And they're all like, they're like driving like. I was laughing because yeah. someone flipped, but oh, they were geez. on the ground like going, "What the fuck?" You know, well, like, I just. Can you imagine the police report for that? You're like, officer, I was riding my bike. No, but I don't think they dildo. were that hurt. Like, they flipped over their bike. I think it was like a casual wipeout. Like, but, it was like, like, someone had to get off their bike and be like, what the fuck did I hit? A dildo? Yeah, what the that's fuck? That's the worst part. <laughs> Some guy's yeah, like, that what was, the hell is this? What the fuck <laughs> just happened? Yeah, like, just freaking out. <laughs> oh, I was right. My prayers have been answered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, what? Oh, yes. <laughs> like, so excited. What a turn of events. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty immature and stupid and... You know, it was, wasn't really cool probably to do that. And, you know, people could have really got hurt. That seemed like an adult choice to make. That's the most adult <laughs> thing you could do. It was an adult toy. Fuck it. That was the most adult thing you could do. I, I yeah, like... it, was pretty, uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was funny at the time and kind of funny after everyone's looking at me and going, how could you do that? Like, yeah. you almost. And then, you know, a week later, everyone thought it was the most funniest thing. Yeah. And then it became the story I started to, everyone was like, I'm glad what? you fucking went with it because, yeah. especially when everyone's not laughing, that's the worst fucking feeling because you're like, Am I that's a dick? totally yeah. not PC throwing yeah. a dick at a bike. That's not a very safe space to be in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw a dildo at a hetero male. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a male or a female. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was a male. Some androgynous human. Just well, maybe they'll over. hear the, Maybe they'll hear this one. Well, day. is the statute of limitations <laughs> up on dildo throwing? What is the fucking? What would they oh, be like? Way. Aggressive, like a aggravated where's the assault. evidence? <laughs> yeah, where's the evidence? Still imagine has it. if they had it. Imagine yeah. they still had it. My fingerprints. We've matched your DNA fingerprints. Ta- it took us time, but the technology has caught up to us. Totally caught caught up. That we've got your fingerprints <laughs> on the dildo. You are going now. Have you, have you been watching any of this uh, making a murderer shit? I've, you know what, I see, every, I keep seeing on Netflix, I've heard a lot of the controversy stuff come up um, in news reports and reading things online, yeah. just saying that they haven't showed all the full evidence or or, or the full um, like, evidence or whatever well, of the trial. Yeah. They, they missed stuff or whatever. Well, but, they, they the only stuff they left out was stuff that was already covered by the prosecution. Like it was that yeah. stuff that the jur- the jury itself was excused for. Like there's several but times. But didn't the DNA yeah. not match? And like that's what I remember. Well, he, this guy. Okay, spoiler alert for everyone out there who's fucking still watching. I don't know why you haven't binged it yet. But making a murderer follows like the trial of this guy Stephen Avery. But wasn't it wrong? He was yeah. twenty something years or he, wrongfully. He accused? was like he was uh, accused of sexually assaulting and, and attempted rape, and they gave him like he was in jail for eighteen years, and then the DNA exonerated him. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, as soon as he gets out an exoneration, within a month, we're talking like within six weeks or so, uh, they start having depositions on all the people that were involved in the case 18 years ago. Now, all these people, when they f- were first in the precinct, were all like just low-level, you know, on-the-beat cops or whatever. But mm-hmm. now they're like these fucking 
you know, some of them are lieutenants, some of them are like sheriffs, like deputy, whatever the fuck. So 18 years later, the state's like, the state of Wisconsin's like, okay, who did this? Why, how did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. So they, they sue, Stephen Avery's uh, estate sues uh, the state of Wisconsin and all these people for like $36 million. So he's out like day one, day two, filing a suit. And rightfully so. I mean, 18 fucking years, right? Yeah. So that being said, within a few weeks, this girl goes missing and they don't even look at anyone else again. They go right for him and they start, all these weird things start piling up. Like this guy, uh, they specifically said that county wouldn't be involved in this murder investigation because these 36 million people, like all these people start getting depositions of like, oh, he's still guilty. I don't, I don't believe in DNA evidence. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Like all these people are like, yeah, I uh, I don't believe in DNA evidence. He probably still did it. Wow. And then they're showing the Bible says. Yeah, they had, they have pictures of his frame. He like uh, the guy who did the uh, the criminal sketch or whatever. He he framed it because he was proud of his first one he ever put away, and it yeah. turned out to be a thing, whatever. So he's sitting in there with the frame in the deposition, being like. I still think he did it. I still why why wouldn't I mean my my sketch looks more like uh, our guy than the guy that actually did it. And we're like, we know, we know, everyone knows you you framed him. And it's like, well, I don't know, whatever. That's that's your opinion. So anyway, they end up pinning this new murder on him, and him and his uh, nephew. And it's just a fucking miscarriage of justice. It's brutal. It's yeah. it's one of the most fucked up things I've ever and seen. I think those two ladies, Taunting. Yeah, two ladies that took took that upon them. I guess they probably thought, this doesn't seem right, and they show, shone some light yeah, on his, the case. Yeah, his, his new team is like these two ladies. She's got the lead, uh, the first chair or whatever. She's like uh, got like 13 exonerations or something under her belt. So they're fucked, man. Like, these other guys are fucked. Like, I, I, hope, I hope that everyone involved in this that had negative influence is just fucking buried under the jail like these guys yeah. are the worst people because it's so weird how fuck man you know in a way it's kind of like it's conspiracy theories too it's like totally yeah it's like they make things try and connect when there's nothing really mm-hmm. to connect or whatever i mean for what it's worth it's definitely worth checking out yeah it, of course you there's a lot of stuff yeah I, I didn't even just talk about but you're right about them saying there's stuff they didn't cover from what i understand the stuff they didn't cover was already covered in the documentary in terms of uh, information, yeah. or it was stuff that the jury was actually excused for yeah. and uh, wasn't actually heard in the case. So, in my opinion, I don't know. They had to, they had to take a thousand hours of video and cut it down to ten hours. So, I think that, that they did a pretty medium job yeah. on that. Yeah. You know? Fuck, so. man, that's a lot of editing. There was a uh, letter that actually came out today. Oh, yeah. From uh, the prosecutor to Stephen Avery. It was Avery. a piece of shit. But and in the letter, he was more or less saying, Unless you're willing to admit all of it. He's like, I want you to just come clean and admit your, your guilt yeah. so that I can write this book and then I can start making money like off of all this stuff. But until you're, you're ready to, to talk yeah. to me about how you're guilty, <laughs> yeah. you don't ever write me again, essentially. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, and he said, uh, and all he was asking was And this him. was before the documentary even came out like this. And now this letter's finally coming to light and people are just like, oh. He's like, um, you know what? I <laughs> yeah. didn't want to ever kill anyone. <laughs> Ever until now, <laughs> you're the one I want to kill. Exactly, yeah. Like, you're driving this, me crazy. In the letter, he says, like, uh, do, you, do you know, Theo, how many murderers out there come clean and eventually do a tell-all book? I could be that guy. And this is the fucking <laughs> prosecutor that put him away. Do you know how fucked up that is? That, that is totally. That is so fucked. And uh, that prosecutor ended up getting caught for sexting domestic abuse victims. Wow. People that he was... So he's a supposed real to protect. piece of shit. He's a real, like, yeah. real, and he oh, so he's like, all his texts are so fucking gross too. They're all like, they're all like, uh, he's like texting. He's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm the prize. Ooh, like he, like he said, he's like, and he was saying stuff like, because uh, they're in Wisconsin, right? So like house values or whatever. So he's like, yeah, you know what? I got it all, babe. I got it all. I got the look. I got the job. I got the 350k house. Ooh, balling, right? I don't even think that would buy you uh, an appointment in Vancouver to buy a condo. I think that, you know, just some insanity like that. But fuck those guys. You got the looks. He's He's got, yeah, he's like, and he he, he has this weird obsession with sweat too. He keeps being like, he's like, Stephen Avery sweating his uncle 
just sweating. Like someone did a comp for sure. There's got to be a compilation of someone just doing like, he was sweating all over the victim. Like the sweating remix? The sweaty remix. The Making a Murder sweaty remix. But the, like in the end, like because I haven't seen it, and uh, but I understand that the DNA is the stuff that obviously... Show like that he was obviously. You should definitely watch. It. There's so many like yeah. cool. There's so many like. I definitely will watch it. Moments like the vial, the blood vial alone is just like what. And it happened in the south. Like where, I'm, in, I'm picturing uh, it in my head. But Wisconsin. Now. Oh, okay. It's not really the south. It's not even close to the north. Have you ever played Wisconsin before? Yeah. You played Wisconsin. Mad- Madison. Madison, Wisconsin. I think uh, Milwaukee is in Wisconsin, isn't it? Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which means the good land. <laughs> the green. <laughs> Or is it the, the green, uh, green, uh, the pa- uh, Green Bay, green Bay Packers, Packers. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's home of that. Yeah, Cheeseheads. Yeah. Do you like sports? You know, I used to be more into it. I guess the, you know, even like the Canucks and that. But uh, I mean, I just sort of like stopped watching them <laughs> <laughs> after thirty-five years of. <laughs> <laughs> going to the playoffs a that few was, times. That was amazing delivery on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Yeah, I fucking love that. That was hilarious. I oh. mean, I love, you know, hockey's rad, you know. Yeah. And soccer is, you know, or... Well, I, I, like, I like I watch uh, soccer and stuff, too. You, we were talking a little bit before we started the show. Or we already started. I don't know. We kind of lost track. But uh, you guys have been in, like, a bunch of NHL games. Yeah. NHL... 2002 was the EA first sports, one, I think. the video games, yeah. yeah. Like, they put us uh, Madden football. Yeah, like, we've been in about two or three EA NHL hockey games. Do you, So you know, like, Rammer? Like, Sean Ram Jagsing? He's, uh, he's, like, the lead uh, guy he, for the last 16 years or whatever at the, on the NHL series. He's done the show before. Rammer's a good oh, guy. He's tall. Um, you would totally know him. He's, like, six I, fucking I probably met or something him, like that. Yeah. I probably met him, but I mean, there was a Dave that I that we went through because he was the music guy, the guy that oh, yeah, took the care of the music. supervisor, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've been to EA, actually. We had songs that we did for our foot and mouth disease record at the time. Uh, they wanted these demo songs, but, like, I said, well, they're just demos. We just recorded them with, like, this, uh, you know, multi-track. And they're like, well, can we bring them in? To your studio, like yeah. they had a euphonics board, like this digital board. So we brought them, put them through there, and I got to mix the songs. You mixed it at EA on the, at yeah. the campus. What? Like the, our demos of the <laughs> yeah. song, those songs that are on there. Those are demos. Like uh, really, oh, there's a couple extra songs that were they were not on the the record. It was it came out uh, on an EP later, but the one is called uh, Sick Sick with You. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that one, and uh, I think there's one. That one's like burned in LA my head. song. I think. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Pardon? That one was like burned in my head. Yeah, because that was an uh, it was on an EP we re- we re- released it because yeah. we just that was just like like you know we're in our uh, rehearsal room you know and I had the gear set up and I recorded that. That's so, crazy that you mixed on campus though. I wonder yeah. if they still have the same board. Do you think they have the same? It's like it's a it's a it's a euphonics board that's uh, which is amazing because it's both analog and digital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like the best of both worlds where it's, it's, it's like actually you're using the analog channels, uh, but you have a digital control service, like yeah. sort of like a pro tools or a digi icon board thing, but which is it, it, but it's actual, it's, you get to use the actual analog tracks that are put through whatever you put through to it. So which is pretty cool. It's uh it is pretty cool. I like, uh, I personally like, uh, we've worked off, Svedra and I have worked off of, uh, there's, there's a Mitsubishi board. Which was fucking crazy. It used to be owned by the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, the Doobie Brothers. Up yeah. at uh, Blue oh, really? Wave, up on uh, Main. Mitsubishi Bar. Yeah, I don't think it exists anymore. I think they went out wow. of business last year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. I was fucking blown away. My first <laughs> first Mitsubishi day, I was like, I was like, does it say Mitsubishi on it? That's like when you see like Mitsubishi Ecstasy. You're like, did Mitsubishi make this Ecstasy? Like, what the fuck? Uh, it's just like a. It looks like the Klingon symbol I've always thought yeah. but you think Yamaha yeah. right because they make boats and motorcycles but they've been right. recording equipment and consoles but I guess because Yamaha has made musical instruments it's not so strange right you're so used to it <laughs> but I, I, I've i never even heard of a Mitsubishi uh, Mitsubishi console fucking crazy like that means that at one point they were like we're gonna take on Yamaha or some <laughs> shit like that and they just went going head to head yeah they're like oh, well how do you guys want to start you want to start with like clarinets or something no 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 we're gonna go full <laughs> outboard analog gear fuck it you know? but then it's funny to think that like the Doobie Brothers were like 
Yeah, let's get yeah, that. Let's get that one. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. they were. Like, maybe it was like ahead of idea. its time because it was yeah. Japanese built, you know, hand built. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it could have been, you know, because Mogami Cable, uh, Mogami Cable is Japanese, and they use that That's lot right. of studio. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, maybe it was <laughs> well crafted. And I would think it would be. I mean, it was actually in pretty good condition by the time we touched it, and. Uh, <laughs> How big was it? You Fucking know? well, this room's probably what like I'm gonna say fourteen paces from that end to oh, this yeah, end here. Twelve feet. Twelve maybe? feet. Yeah. It was a bit that long, maybe a bit longer. It was yeah. So it was like control a, and B that board. I don't remember wow. what that one that was, but uh, so it, like the desk itself, it was like a 30, uh, 48, 72 channel. Like it was uh, 64. Yeah. Wow. From what big. I from what I remember, someone out there is probably like, oh, I was on that board and it was a thirty six and a half. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, and two of the channels didn't even work. You fucking idiot! I'll be like, okay, great. Okay, you win. Outboard, <laughs> outboard gear. Uh, I was gonna uh, I was gonna ask you um, because uh, uh, a lot of uh, with the band, you guys have run through quite a few different bass players over the years. A lot of guys coming and going, right? Yeah, they've all exploded. <laughs> Spinal tap. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, is like, it the is it Theo and Tom just putting it all into them and then they have to just <laughs> figure it out? Is that like how it goes down? What, how um, how does it go? It's just weird that the I mean how it just the you know, like we had a girl bass player in the first uh like nine months of the band, like in ninety four, like when we actually put out our first record, E P was a girl based in the band. Oh yeah. Um, and it it didn't work out. Um, and she, <laughs> she on Wikipedia? It, she, <laughs> does she make does she make the wiki? Part, um, I think she's on there. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But it just didn't work out because it's just like it was just you know you, it's hard to, when you don't work with well, certain people. It's kind of it's hard. And we had another in. guy come in that was kind of like a Jamie. He was like a punk rock kind of a dude from the island and. Uh, and uh, he was, you know, he was stoked to play with the band, but I mean, he kind of left this high and dry on one tour, the last three or four shows, and we had to play as a three piece. <laughs> Wait, and, so he uh, just like bailed, like just, I'm bailed, done. Yeah, because something was going on in the relationship, and, and we were like, I think, a three to five day or five days from being home or something, and he had to go early, and and that's an emergency call in the middle of the night. Yeah, he was just come home. He did right whatever now. his girlfriend was to yeah. stuff because it's like, all right, yours. Another girl. Oh like, ah, shit! Or whatever you know, calamity that he got into, and uh, <laughs> and so he kind of just left us high and dry. Yeah. And then. Um, so that so, was that. So you. So like, that was that exactly. Yeah. And then the next EP that we did um, was uh, was as seen on TV was another EP, and uh, me and Tom played bass mostly on that. But then we actually had our friend Happy Critter. I don't know if you know Happy. Happy played on there. He's. I think he hung out with us for a couple months and he came on tour. Um, but he was also doing his own little side band. Yeah. So we just, he knew that he was just sort of just filling in until we found someone. I mean, we wanted someone really good to play with us. Um, and that was when Craig came in, I guess, at that point. Um, and he was in the band for quite a long time. Yeah. And he was good. He was a good bass player. Um, Craig was in quite a long time, right? Like, how Yeah, he was in there since, well, he was there since... 97, Seven, 98. Yeah, I was going to say. And then, um, yeah, he was in the band until, I guess, 2003, 2004. Or, uh, I, we played, we went, did all these tours. We actually did this tour with Avril Lavigne for three months all over the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. And then I guess she <laughs> had asked him to play guitar in the band. Can you play guitar? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you play guitar? And You're he, like, he well. was just like, it was an yeah. opportunity for him. And, and he kind of just went with it. So we were kind of left. He's like, I know all the chords to complicated. They're like, really? Let's do this. <laughs> well, it was just funny because we were on tour and she liked us. And I guess she liked us so much that she took her bass player away. That's what you're like, you guys are awesome. I'm going to take this piece. And you're like, okay, thanks. Yeah. And then, uh, so she basically, um, I guess he played with her for a while. And then we were kind of doing our own thing. And then we had, we're on a hiatus because we hadn't, we were working on making music, so that was when we were writing the Muertos record. But at that same time, mm-hmm. me and Tom were actually producing, and we did uh, bands like Buy a Thread, uh, working on our own stuff. There's other bands that we were working on with and stuff and producing and recording yeah. and stuff. And and then we finally got to our stuff. We, we released finally in uh, 2007. We're, 
We had Tyson play bass. Oh, actually, there was another guy. I guess John Franco from By a Thread did play with us before, okay. um, or between Craig. Yeah. And the other guy. In between, right? Yeah. In between, he was like a guitar singer player, and so yeah, I think he played with us for a few shows or just a few months, or whatever. Um, and he was just just temporary in there until we found someone. Is it just like an insane initiation? Is that what they're all like? Fuck, well, it's I just didn't sign some people. Some of the players are intimidated. Like I, it's weird because and then we asked Steven and he was just like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. You know, it's like it's different than what I play. It's like I play more groovy, kind of like more slower tempos and and I told I said, dude, I'll just sit down and play with you. We'll like go over the songs. And, but yeah, we, he was asked to play in Gob. Steven was actually asked a while before, um, after Craig left the first time, but he said no to it. And then, uh, and then we, I had asked him later on after he came out on the road with mm-hmm. us, but yeah, cause Tyson was playing, he was like really good. He was actually, uh, he's super talented, like really good bass yeah, player. Totally. Right. I don't, yeah. He was really good. He's like probably one of the, the best bass players we ever played with. He was like really good. It's just, he was doing other stuff too, like country mm-hmm. band thing that he was doing with his friend, uh, Leroy, uh, Stagger? Uh, I think his name is Leroy. Or Leroy? Leroy. Leroy! Jenkins! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, who did it? Was, was Tyson on Apartment 13? No. Yes. No, it was uh, Muertos Vivos. That's right, yeah. Okay. But yeah, but me, Tom, and Tyson, we played on that, on that album as well. <laughs> so it, it was just like, yeah, and it was one of those things, and then then we had those like all this time in between apartment 13 came around and then Steven um, played bass on that record. So that's fucking rad, man. Yeah. That was the first record for him to play. And then the tour. So he's been the longest uh, running bass player in the band, but we, with the least amount of records though, because there's a lot of space in between. Just, well, well, we used to come out with a couple, every couple of years, come out with a record from like, I mean, band started like what? 93, 94. Yeah, 93-ish is like the, the conception, and then 94 is when it kind of clicked all together, and then... What'd you get on Land Speed? When was that? That was... In 90... That would have been 94. That was 94? Well, no, actually, no. that was after, because Mint Records... With Positive Records was the thing that me and Tom, we kind of did our own label, mm-hmm. and then then Mint signed us. I remember that, yeah. Um, and then we did Too Late No Friends, which actually we're thinking about um, doing a special tour for that at record. Yeah, because that's... Uh, it's over 20 years that's old. That's right. Yeah, it was like, 95, so it was... Well, 2015. Yeah, so 21 went, years. Yeah, it's been 20 years. The so. album is old enough to drink. How fucking sweet is but that? But it has never come out on vinyl, so we're thinking of something like that, and we're thinking of doing something special. That'd be like, cool. Like, do front and back, like, song 1 to 20. It's not like it's not, not done before. A lot of bands have done, like, their whole record. Or, yeah. But I think there's a lot of people <laughs> that actually want to see the bands perform all those songs. They instead definitely of just, do. You know, definitely. Instead of just all the songs that are definitely. usually the video songs or the, uh, the you know, ones they always play. Yeah. Let, that, let this be a temperature check for you right now. We, we <laughs> everyone in here would definitely go to that, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think uh, what's really kind of crazy is, like... I think we should be, like, playing inside of a giant toilet. Yes. Just a giant toilet, and fans can be on the top of the bowl on the seat and looking down. Yeah, looking down at Gob. Everyone's yeah, constantly yeah. trying to flush this down. Yeah, I I think every time you guys announce any show, the craziest thing I I think is just fucking weird. It happens a lot in social media. Anytime you announce any show in entertainment, it's weird. You'd be like, oh, plug in the you know the the offspring show is coming up next uh, in a couple months. Oh, uh, yeah, we're playing Calgary. And uh, Saskatoon and uh, Edmonton, and everyone be like, "Yeah, but why aren't you playing Vancouver?" And it's like, <laughs> "Well, we didn't announce a show there yet." And it's like, "Okay, when are you guys gonna be in Madison, Wisconsin, or some <laughs> shit like that?" You're like, uh, "I don't know, book a fucking show." Why is it on me to fucking you know answer that? It's so weird that fans are so uh, not aware of the process. I guess we're kind of in a bubble of like how it works. Yeah, because you know we always get that come. Come to Austria, or you know, <laughs> yeah, come to Austria. Get to the chopper quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get like you know from all you know Brazil, Norway, or wherever you know like we get. Who knows? Like if it's ten or twenty or fifty fans, and that we haven't been to Europe, and it's kind of weird that we haven't been there. But um, we're gonna hopefully make it there though one day soon because there's, I know there's people that want us to see us uh, play there. So. 
You should do. You should definitely do Europe. Where Where would you start if you could ideally do it? What would you do? I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if it would fly. I don't know how, because like I have no idea how it works because I've never been. Like <laughs> well, I haven't even been there myself for like just to even. Yeah. I've visit. never been to Europe either. Have you been so, to Europe? Nope. Are you sure? I would yes. think centrally. I don't know <laughs> if you would fly into Germany and just go from there and work around, or if you would, you know, enter <laughs> enter <laughs> Portugal, Spain, and start going like, yeah. like you know. Just enter into it, yeah. <laughs> well, that's weird. I, I always read uh, 20, 20 hours in North America driving is like, People are like, yeah, we can do that. Let's do let's do twenty hours. We can do, especially in Canada, right? Um, but what the fuck is that conversion? Nah, I'm fucking this up. There's like this European saying where it's like, yeah, ten ten hours in Europe is like, you know, that's Europe basically. You can cross everywhere across it. There's so many little towns. Yeah, and here and it's shit. just the long, the long drives. To, like even the yeah. US, there's more cities yeah. to play and stuff in between. But. You'd be all geared up. You'd be all Canadian road tested and be like, yeah, we're going to do Belgium and then we're going to, we're already here. What? <laughs> like, we're, it's yeah. like, <laughs> playing two hours away? Next? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. Not even be like 45 minutes away playing like uh, Brussels or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like, like, I, I, yeah, I can't wait, man. That'd be rad. Yeah, that. Um, I was going to ask you, because I've always wondered, because this movie, I throw it on occasionally. And uh, whenever it comes on, I always go, oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot. Uh, Stir of Echoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Dude, when he's in the, that scene when he's in the backyard and he's just, the, and his wife's like, what are you doing? And he's like, dig. He's like, what? Gotta dig. What? I'm digging a hole. <laughs> like, just, I fucking love that movie. There's so much really? unintentional humor in it. Uh, but it's scary as fuck sometimes, too. Yeah, so. I mean, that movie was um, so the how, director. Yeah, so wait, just so I'll set that up. So people don't know what the fuck we're saying. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Gob had a, uh, the title track. It was also the, was it, was it also the trailer song as well? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. It was basically, yeah, the, the director. Black, yeah, that's dire- sort of part we're talking about. Yeah. Director, uh, he liked the song What to Do from our how, the How Far Shall It Takes You. Like, mm-hmm. we were going to be putting that out in the u.s or re-release it or whatever um and then we ended up putting the pay to black cover on there but the they actually asked us and the tea party the two bands like, really yeah to do a version of painted black and we're like well fuck this is like right up kind of like more tea party's like alley like collaborative <laughs> like collaborative or each you guys do like your own two, version? yeah they wanted like a gob version and the tea party version so to me we were doing it, and then the guy liked, he liked what to do. But I was just like, well, this is such what? a different song. Like, so he wants a, like a, a gobified version of Painted Black. Yeah. But he wanted, you know, that's what he wanted, because like we did the sitar acoustic thing. Like we tried, like he wanted one, you know, with the shared. We did like an authentic kind of Stones one. We tried it, and yeah. we did on yeah. analog tape, and it sounded great. And Tom, um, even though I sang on, I sang what to do, like. So, you know, I tried singing it, but Tom's voice sounded more appropriate for the song. So I was like, okay, this is going to work out. And the guy's like, that's great, but he's like, we, we want like a gob version of the song. So, okay. Wow, so, so, you, so you guys covered, like you guys covered We did it three different like, versions of it for the movie. They asked us to do like the like a Stones version. Yeah. Um, one like a little bit more of a rockier version that's not, like just a little bit more. And they were, and they needed it for parts for the movie where there wasn't sometimes singing to, and like, oh yeah, so they have control of the tracks, and, that, and then they they asked balls out God version, please, like they want it, <laughs> please. So because then that's when they asked us the tour, so they liked our version better, which was cool because we just you know did it ourselves. And I'm just, trying to picture the Tea Party version, the Temptation. <laughs> so well, it's it. funny because they actually we did a huge Edge Fest thing out. There was like fifty thousand people. It was a huge thing oh, in yeah. Barrie, Ontario, and. Uh, you know, we played, and then they came on after us, and like we had played "Painted Black" in our set, mm-hmm. and obviously they didn't watch our set. Like they probably, <laughs> well, why would they watch us play? They don't like us, so, so they played "Painted Black" as well. Oh shit! So I would be like embarrassed to play it again. Yeah, you know, like, they didn't even. That's know. a huge faux pas. Yeah. That's like. Like in comedy, if you like do someone else's, but bit, it's basically. okay because I went into their dressing room and. 
put a, a lighter fluid, big satanic star with uh, a ritual of fruit and mixed uh, beans and peanut butter and conjured up the uh, asshole demons. Like, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, really? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, there's like... Uh, nectarines in the shape of a <laughs> pentagram or some shit like no, that. No, it was with a lighter fluid, but that was yeah. just what was burning. Imagine walking into that. What the fuck? <laughs> I just, yeah, I remember like, no, the trailer's going to catch on fire. So I took it outside in front of the trailer. fucking good. Edge Fest, holy fuck. Do you, you guys play Snow Job ever? Do you guys play yes, Snow Job? Yeah, you guys did, did yeah, play yeah. Snow Job, right? We played in, um, for much music, it was um, in Newfoundland, Cornerbrook, Newfoundland. Oh, yeah. It was like minus 12, minus 15, Fuck. playing outside. And we're like, playing, it looks like it's all sunny. You know what I mean? I was wearing like a, <laughs> a long sleeve shirt. And um, I actually had um, a Yamaha guitar I was using because so cold. I was like, I, I had my Gibsons and stuff, but mm. I didn't know how it would Of course. Cold. The guitar actually busted while I was playing it. It was so cold. What? Yeah, because the way I hit it. And then I ended up just smashing it part of the show. And then... Uh, Did Rick that Temp's head explode when that happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a cool. It was cool for a rock show, though, it happened. And, but, yeah, it was um, it was cool because then I actually got to mix... Me and Tom got to actually mix it for TV. Like, there's the one that went on to the air live. Mm-hmm. We did live and then we got to re- kind of mix it for the future. Like, any time it re-ran yeah, again. Yeah, of course, yeah. Stuff, you know, the time. But it was cool. Like, that was... It was it was a cool experience. I don't sure. know why they don't. Do Actually, those Ryan shows. Reynolds was there. He interviewed uh, interviewed me and Tom. Really? Yeah, he he was there. This is like before he became super. Was that like his... he was an actor and a comedian like himself? Like this yeah, is before he did that must Man have been Wilder like, and stuff. That must have been like his two guys, a girl, and a pizza place phase, probably like around that time. No, he was a Gob fan too. Like he was telling me he knew us and he was uh, talking to me about. I remember talking about definitely. And he, how it was could cool. he not be I was like, like yo? Obviously, who he, he was? What did he say? Pardon? When he met you, what did he say? Um, <laughs> One day I will see be that, Deadpool. Let's see that. Big, <laughs> let's see that big cock of yours. Yeah, hey, whip it out. Whip it no, out, I'm Theo. Scared. I, don't know what, I no, heard he, you're packing. <laughs> just some shit like that. <laughs> Give me a big fat kiss. Come, come on. on, come on. They call it a snow job for a reason. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> stick it in the, just stick it in the snow stick for me. Just once, please. <laughs> stick it in the snow. Stick it in I the I want to see it really red. Stick it in the stove. I'm going to be Deadpool one day. <laughs> I'm going to be Deadpool. <laughs> Fuck, man. What time we got here? I feel like we're, we're just cruising here. What fucking time we got there, killer? How much time? 102. 102? My internal clock just went off and was like, I think you might be you got enough material. <laughs> well, let's fucking run this down real quick one more time here. Let's uh, try to remember. Uh, March 23rd. You can, Saskatoon, yep. You can Sask watch Tell Center. Gob open up for Offspring. They're going on tour. We're also playing with Pigeon Park, too. That's true, yeah. We should give a shout out to them. They're actually, I just got invited to one of their Shows are doing with uh, a guy in town. He's putting on a show. It's fucking awesome. Nice promoter. Um, so twenty third. That's Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Twenty fourth. Edmonton at the Shaw Center. And twenty fifth at the Gray's Eagle Casino. You or Eagle Gray's Casino. Whatever. That's right. You guys go out. You guys are gonna fucking love it. Okay. It's gonna be awesome. We didn't even talk about this, but it's crazy that Offspring just sold their whole fucking catalog for like what, like. How, many, how much money do you remember, Mike? I don't, I don't recall. I heard about that. It was I like hear... $35 million or some shit like that. I guess because the singer, Dexter, he, like, he, sell, he does hot sauces and stuff too, I think. Yeah? Yeah. What? Like He has hot sauces. Like, <laughs> what? You're blowing yeah. my mind with this. Like, no, yeah, I'm not. I I, Tom told like me. Like Frank's Red Hot? Like what? Like yeah, like his shit? own. Like Dexter's, what, what Dexter's Red them? Hot. Dexter's Red Hot? I don't know what they're called, though. I don't really... It's I've never had any of them. Probably calls them, like, fucking... I, it's obviously an American thing. I, I don't know if you can get them out, up here or not, but I mean, you can probably order it, but... Can't think of a clever name off the top of my head. I'd love to know what the fuck it's called. <laughs> I'm sure we can look it up. Yeah, definitely. Let's Google this up here. <laughs> Meanwhile, while you're Googling, I'm going to go ahead and I'll plug uh, Saavedra. If you want to follow Saavedra, uh, our good friend here, he's, uh, he's been rocking the coast thing lately. Do you feel good? So far, I feel pretty good. A couple episodes in, feeling pretty yeah. rad. Yeah, your uh, your skin looks pretty awesome in the fucking purplish lights of oh. the room, eh? <laughs> uh, gringo bandito. Gringo ban. Gringo bandito. Okay. <laughs> on the hombre. Gringo. It, it looks like Dexter actually. 
Dexter Holland. With a sombrero. It and does, actually. Holy shit. And some pistols. Put that up to the camera there. <laughs> or, Put that up to the camera show uh, right here. Right there. Yeah, that's it. Camera one, Theo. I know, but I'm just trying oh, to get Oh, you just lost it. it. <laughs> there he is. Camera one. Camera one. This is one here, yeah. Showing on the photo. <laughs> that's pretty rad. It does look like him. Fuck, that's crazy. It's like Dexter when he was young or something. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, if you want to follow Savedra, you can follow him at uh, The Savedra. Is that right? That's correct. On uh, the Twitter. Twitter. Boom, you follow him. He's a good fucking guy. And uh, you can always follow me at MD underscore Boomsday. Make sure you subscribe. Share this motherfucker. If you like this type of show, believe me, we've got a lot more coming. This was a really fun show to do. If you want to follow Gob, Google it, motherfuckers. They're <laughs> everywhere. Jesus. Yeah, uh, just www. Godband.com. People want to send you dick pics. How do they do or that? Or godband.net. Yeah. Or <laughs> I'm sure you can Look for the one Instagram, with the verified Twitter, check. Twitter, hey, fucks. Angel, yeah. Angel yeah. How do they send? How do they send you dick pics? You got Snapchat? They'll send you dick pics. <laughs> You're like, too classy. Um, my phone will blow up if you send me your dick. That's right. It's a self-defense self mechanism. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Theo, you're fucking awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming to do the show, man. We appreciate yeah, it. Totally. Big time. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, guys. You guys are all awesome out there. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to C-Mart for rocking the fucking video today. Hopefully that turned out well. Live splicing all those videos. It's the first time video. Good thing we chose a handsome fella to do it. All right. Uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Cool.